0: Welcome to The New Chemist. We're glad you're listening. Feel free to download this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Here on The New Chemist, we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change, as well as careers, community research, and COVID 19. We're happy you're tuning in. My guest today is an emergency medicine resident at Northwestern University. Tommy, thanks for joining me this morning. It is good to hear from you. Just briefly, I'll inform my audience about you. Tommy completed his undergraduate career at the Georgia Institute of Technology and graduated summa cum laude with a bachelor's of science in biomedical engineering. Tommy went to medical school at the Medical College of Georgia in Augusta and graduated in the top 10% of his class. He is now doing an emergency medicine residency at Northwestern University in Chicago, Illinois. His interests include pre-hospital communication, ultrasound, and medical education. Please welcome Tommy. Thank you, Tommy, for joining me today. It's good to see you. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah. So, um, what has been some of the most beneficial advice you have received?
1: Um, I definitely have. Oh, I think the best advice was uh, given to me by. I can't remember. Were you with Andrew Warren? Was that was that Yuri when when we? Andrew Warren was the other PL with. Well, who was the other PL? Was it Rushi? Yeah, it was Rushi. Okay, so the, the year before, I I worked working with another. Uh, he was a senior at that time. His name's Andrew Warren. He's a emergency. He's also an emergency medicine resident now, over in Florida. Okay. I
0: like think
1: his his biggest advice that, that always stuck to me was just like, don't be a douche, you know. Okay. Like, yeah. So the, I
0: mean, the, I don't.
1: Know, I think I took it to heart because there's a lot of. I feel like in the medical field. You know there's a lot of personalities you know surgeons have big egos um, a lot of people you know think they're they're you know, the best the best you know probably are um but you know just take everything with a grain of salt and you know if they say something to you don't don't kind of don't react to it just kind of take it take it as it is just you know that's just who they are um just play it off i think that kind of goes a long way because I've, I've seen a lot of my peers uh when like someone says something to them and they react negatively then that goes you know that can go really really bad Mm. and it's and it's not you know it's not their fault because that's normal a reaction to most of the situations that that they were put in um but you know it's it's just it's just kind of how life is you know Mm. kind of just have to suck it up sometimes and you know deal with it but life goes on and it gets better.
0: Yeah, it gets better, yeah, I agree, (laughs) I agree. Yeah, you can't take everything, like, personally. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, even though sometimes you feel led to, but you can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so do you have any advice to those wanting to pursue the field you're currently studying in as an emergency medicine resident at Northwestern?
1: Yeah, I'd say just keep an open mind. Um, There's, you know, medicine is such a broad field. Um, if you know, emergency medicine is something you're truly passionate about, just kind of get your feet wet before making a decision because I've seen a lot of people, you know, they're gung-ho emergency medicine um, up until you know, their third or fourth year of medical school and then they, when they actually do it, they realize, you know, this is not for them. So just, you know, keep an open mind and be willing to try everything and do everything because you'll never know what, you,
0: what you'll enjoy in life. Okay. Yeah, dude, that's good. That's good. So, in terms of your long-standing interest in the field of science, what have those been? Um, I I'm just curious to know what have been your long-standing interest in the field of science. So, uh, I guess not so much as science, but I, I feel like
1: education has always been okay. something that I've been passionate about. Um, okay. and just pursuing like education. So, you know, when I was an undergraduate, I worked as a TA. Um, in medical school. I worked as an anatomy TA as well. I'm just kind of pursuing the advancement of both medical education for students and learners and as well as patient education. I feel like um, there's, a, there's a large component, uh, you know, kind of one of the reasons why I went to do emergency medicine was, you know, you see all these patients come in. They don't know why they're taking the medicine. They don't know why, like, what hypertension is. They don't know what high, like, hyperlipidemia is. And nobody's took the time to just sit with them and talk with them. Okay. Um, explain, you know, this is XYZ, this is why you have to take your medicines because of XYZ. And that kind of education component goes a, goes a long way um, in patient care.
0: Yeah, I would say patient education is very important because, you know, even when I volunteered at Venture Cancer Clinic, Midtown, Emory, when I was in Georgia Tech, um, one of the things they had booklets and like other resource materials there are for patient education because it was mm-hmm. so important for the cancer patients to know what they're going through and why they're going through it. Mm-hmm. So how do you maintain view of the bigger picture in your career and in your life in general? Yes. Even when you face challenges and circumstances, as you were saying, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to deal with negative comments or criticisms mm-hmm. so or whatever the case may be. How do yeah. you maintain view of the bigger picture?
1: I mean, a couple things. So one is just taking every each day, you know, one day at a time and not, you know, if the past is in the past. Can think about it, worry about it, but just it's, it's happened, it's done. Don't don't worry too much about it. Just because you know you kind of have to mo- keep moving forward. Uh, if you make mistakes, and then kind of in the bigger picture, um, just uh, appreciating you know why I wanted to do this. Why you know my I, I, my passion is for helping people. Um, right. Just keep remembering that I'm doing it for the patients, even though the hours are long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> work kind of sucks sometimes and the patients most of the time are not grateful like, for, okay. for the work that you do just understanding that you know it's you're helping them you're kind of you're giving back to the community and in the long term you're hopefully you're making some a difference
0: wow so yeah that's good so you're like so you're saying the thing that keeps you going can thing that gives you uh or maintains your view of the bigger picture is the idea of making a difference and your passion for the field Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, how have you been adaptive and creative in the field of science? In what way have you been adaptive or creative, even as a student? Yeah, I know you were. You are Georgia Tech. And then you yes. were at Augusta. Now you are Northwestern. So, how have you been adaptive or creative?
1: So, especially particularly at Georgia Tech. So, you know, we're both BME. So we work with. You know, we we were kind of work with medical devices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had some ideas for medical devices that could help uh better the field of medicine none yeah. of them really took off but there's a lot of uh similar products on the market right now okay um okay. i had we had i remember in uh, 2300 or one of the classes where we, we designed like a it was like an infrared vein mapping device okay um and this was like, what, like six years six seven years ago now um and now in the market there's actually something like that on the market right now. Oh, wow. kind of dropped the ball on that.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you should have pursued that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But how have you sought or found, obviously, you've been successful as a student because you're now a resident at Northwestern. So how have you sought or found the right environment for you to thrive scientifically and intellectually? How did you find it or how Mm -hmm. how are you seeking that environment? Yeah, I think just
1: Surrounding yourself with like-minded people, I think it's very important. Um, just, just because if the people around you have similar goals and aspirations, um, I I would think that that kind of helps you personally kind of build up your own goals. You see, you see these other people and you know how amazing they are and how passionate they are about the things that they want to do, and that kind of kind of like. Uh, invigorates, diffuse, yeah, invigorates. That's, that's that's a good word. Yeah. Use, uh, invigorates kind of your own passion, and you, could, yeah. you know, you, you feel like you want to be like these other your peers, and you you know you strive to better yourself um, to be like them.
0: Wow, that's good, yeah, dude, yeah. Because I think culture and community does play a large role in your capacity to thrive mm-hmm. and to do well and to achieve success. So, um, given all your responsibilities as an emergency medicine resident and your accomplishments, um, how do you maintain a balanced life? Or how are you striving to maintain a balanced life?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess undergraduate was a little bit easier. You felt like you had a lot more free time (laughs) in college. Medical school was a little bit more of an adjustment just because, you know, people kind of related to drinking out of a fire hose oh wow it kind of just like floods you with information so that was it was a bit of a challenge but you know doable residency is a little bit different in the fact that you know you're an employee so you're you're getting paid to work so you're getting paid to be there 12 14 hours a day Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know you're kind of committed in that sense but just taking uh, you know whenever you get some time like free like today um, I had a day off, so just take time for yourself, you know, do the things that you want to enjoy. Just mm-hmm. stay on top of your own personal hygiene. <laughs> yeah. Very important. Mm-hmm. Make sure you got clothes, groceries in the fridge. Yeah. Um, and then just, again, just keep doing the things that you're passionate about. If, you know, uh, if volunteering is something that you want to pursue, like you're passionate about, like, don't stop. Just because you're busy doesn't mean you, you don't have the time for
0: it. Um, wow. Well. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's good. Yeah, because um, I think I think priori- like basically what you're saying is prioritizing and making sure you keep critical things uh, in, in the, at the top of the list um, to ensure that you maintain a balanced life. So, Tommy, uh, I think by any standard or by most standards of measurement, people can say you've been successful as a student. So, how have you been so successful? Um, what, what would you attribute to your success Oof. or who would you attribute <laughs> or what factors have complimented yeah. you being so successful?
1: Uh, I'd say my maybe my mom
0: okay uh, okay. Uh, okay that's fair one that's fair.
1: one good genetics from my from my parents okay. uh, Two, they when I was growing up they kind of pushed me um, to always you know try my best at everything and they you know if I ever Failed at something, they always kept pushing me, pushing me to keep keep trying, but not never, never in the way that was like hard, like negative to my self esteem. Um, it was it was always like in a positive way,
0: right. um, and
1: then and then kind of like to reiterate before, just you know, uh, surrounding yourself with you know like minded people. If you surround yourself with people who want to want to achieve, you know high, be high achievers, like that kind of echoes goes on to you, and mm-hmm. you, you kind of want you want to be like them, and you kind of pursue. You know work work harder, and uh, try to be the best person that you can be.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, dude, that's good. So you attribute your upbringing, your childhood upbringing, and your parents.
1: I'd say, uh the nurture versus nature. You know, nurture is just is probably even more important than nature. So
0: yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes. So in your environment, how have you maintained vision and teamwork?
1: Yeah. So. Again, in a, any medical profession, teamwork is essential. Um, there's, there's so many moving parts, so many different people that have to work together, cooperate to, you know, help get get the things that need to be done for the patient. Um, and just always, I mean, for me, it's I think just always being positive about everything. Um, you know, if the nurses kind of slowing down and not doing the things you want to do, want, want to get done for the patient? you know don't take it out on the nurse I mean, she's got, probably got a million other things that she's doing. Kind of put yourself in her perspective um, and just kind of be positive about it you know and see if there's anything that she needs help with that you can you can do for her and that kind of goes becomes a two-way street and promoting um, good teamwork
0: yeah that's good that's good so keep making sure you appreciate people's perspective and understand where they're coming from so given the pandemic and all that's transpiring how have you approached this challenge this new challenge with the pandemic how have yeah. you how have you approached it yeah so you know
1: sure everybody's we're still learning everything new about COVID yeah um, it, the, the data is still continuing to come out about you know the complications, the management. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's an ever-changing process. So we, we don't really know everything yet. But you know, just keeping keeping yourself updated, I think, is probably the best thing for any anybody can do. You know, the CDC has wonderful resources. If you have any questions, to look at. Um, just you know, being smart. Uh, you know, wear your mask, social mm-hmm. distance. Yeah. <laughs> kind of doing all the all the obvious things. That, yeah. people aren't, that people aren't doing. And, you know, we're seeing COVID spikes just because this has been going on so long. I think people are getting a little tired. Right now. Even I'm getting a little bit tired, but, you know, just doing your part and wearing your mask all the time.
0: Yeah, that's good. So um, when you have challenges in your own life, how you, how do you approach them? How do you maintain uh, a positive outlook? How are you able to overcome those challenges, yeah. especially in the academic realm? Mm-hmm just uh, oh, that's a
1: good question um i don't know just again staying positive you know it's, okay you know it's, they, they say like if you first don't succeed try 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 again mm-hmm. um so you know I, I can remember you know in medical school if i didn't understand a specific topic like, physio- like cardiac physiology which is still a little bit confusing to me mm-hmm. um, just finding all the different resources trying to figure out like best way to learn the material i would watch the youtube videos read textbooks um, listen to like weird things on the internet, <laughs> um, weird, these weird, web like obscure websites with like weird mnemonics and stuff like that. Just okay. whatever whatever would stick to my brain. Um, yeah. so, so I'd say, like, just find what works for you um, and just like, continue to keep doing that.
0: You know, don't fix what ain't broke. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So you mentioned how when you entered medical school, um, it almost was like you were drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. So and I take it that's not just uh, a medical school thing. I think that's a professional school thing as well, like graduate school as well. So mm-hmm. how how were you able to mitigate that or manage amidst that? Because you graduate from medical yeah. school, so how are you able to mitigate that? Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I think this, most you know, most institutions have a, a curriculum which okay. is is easy, you know, adaptable enough for the students to kind of get in a little chunk pieces um mm. but it's more of like the synthesizing uh, is the high, like the higher level order thinking mm-hmm. um i'd say just you know the more experience you have doing the thing that you're learning about you know if um i have some, some friends who are one, he's getting his phd in electrical engineering oh, yeah. um so just you know the more exposure he you not know, just from talking the more exposure he has to his his research the more he gets involved in these things like kind of the, the more he's absorbing the information the better it's retained and the same thing applies to med. so like any medical profession you know seeing patients do actually doing things in the clinic um you sticks better than just reading it in a textbook because you can remember oh that that patient had that weird disease and these are the things that i did for that patient so you know, those are the things associated with that disease disease remember then um, page 300 of the textbook it
0: said x y and z okay yeah that, that's very, that's true um so um going taking it back a bit um why did you choose bme as a field to major in why did you choose yeah. bme
1: so i was always in, interested in like medicine um, right. but i went when i went to Georgia tech i was like you know i i love like building things and working with my hands um so engineering sounded okay too so, you know, biomedical engineering okay. has both those words in it. <laughs> oh, okay. That was, okay. That was kind of how I came to that decision. Um, you know, I really did enjoy the engineering aspects. Um, the engineering classes were really helpful, kind of insightful for, like, other things. Uh-huh. But, you know, just personally, I like talking to people more than sitting, in, like, at a desk all day.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like the personal aspects of uh, science education and science mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, given that you chose BME, um, why did you choose medicine as a field to do your doctoral studies in, as opposed to doing a PhD in BME?
1: Yeah. Um, that was, could have been my fallback. Okay. <laughs> uh, if I didn't okay. get into medical school. Uh, um, but I don't know. I just, you know, you growing up, you know, was, you know, you go you see your doctor and that like, you feel like there's just like wealth of knowledge and information and people people trust their positions with you know their lives and mm-hmm. right, rightfully so um, and kind of just that ability to change lives um, and, and make a difference made me want to do kind of pursue medicine more than engineer not not to say that you know engineers probably do way way more than I do right now and changing lives you know like these pacemakers patients have are crazy mm-hmm. saved millions of lives um, and it's, it's a team of engineers that designed this um, and we
0: just put them in and
1: make sure everything looks okay
0: yeah that's good that's good so yeah I as we conclude I, I have one more question to ask you what have been your most effective and impactful ideas to date if you were to think of one idea you had or that's been given to you, or you worked along with, what has been one of your most effective and impactful ideas? I feel like, I guess not necessarily an idea, but I feel like
1: my most impactful role was being a PL. I feel like I got to, yeah. I got to change a lot of people's lives. You know, I'm, I'm doing this interview with you right now. Yeah, um, that's true. That's I've true. Gotten, I've gotten some, some like. Texts and like, Facebook messages from like past uh, freshmen that I've had. Um, some of them are in medical school now. Some of them have jobs, and just telling me like you know they remember me just sitting down talking to them, kind of just talking about life. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I feel like that. that's that to me. That's been my the most
0: impactful world that I've been in so far. Yeah, and I would agree with you because I would say I benefited from being on the ER. Uh, PL ship or however you you pronounce whatever you call it coin the term for it because uh, even when I was a BME student I was able to come back and get beneficial help or feedback Mm. especially for 2210 Um, (laughs) yeah yeah I remember those days days yeah Uh, yeah I remember those days too (laughs) yeah so yeah man it was good to have you on thanks for joining me today yeah thanks for having me Have you heard, have you heard the newest and best Bahamian resource for test preparation for BJCs and BGCSCs? Check us out on Facebook or at AnansiBahamas.com. Again, check us out on Facebook or at www.anansibahamas.com Where Mr. Ferguson is the COO, there are a lot of resources, especially for Bahamian students. Nancy, learning technologies. Check us out.